If you were no longer affected by the judgment of others and you stopped judging yourself, would you make different choices? Why make choices in your life based on judgments instead of on your awareness of what would create the life and living you desire? Everyone has the potency to make inspired choices. Get ready to listen, share, and experience the creativity that is you. Now, here is the host of Inspired Choices Radio Show, Possibilities Coach Christine McIver. Every Wednesday at 8 p.m. Eastern Time, 7 p.m. Central Time, 6 p.m. Mountain Time, and 5 p.m. Pacific Time on AtoZen.fm. Welcome, everyone, to the Inspired Choices Radio Show. I am your host, Christine McIver, for today's show, and I have a guest with us today. We'll be connecting with her in just a few moments. And what I'd like to say with you, say to you today is I would like to be a possibilities coach for you. Working together, we will create the living and loving you desire with all the possibilities available in the universe. I am a certified facilitator with Access Consciousness, a BARS facilitator, a possibilities coach, radio show host, and so much more. My programs assist you in bringing more possibilities to actual action. Are you ready to claim what you desire? Connect with me to learn more. While I do charge for what my services, the first five minutes are always free. So ask yourself, what are you ready for now? And what mystery would you like to unravel? So today, our topic is clearing the illusions that may be clouding your life with my special guest, Christine Claus Noble. And Christine is, is waiting on the line. I'm just going to, just a second, I just want to tell you about our show and then tell you a little bit about Christine herself. So for today's show, how do you define success? What is your definition of it? What if your definition of success isn't true? What if your definition is based on what your ancestors told you was? What if your idea of success is based on what society and the media told you? And what if... None of it is true. What if what you believe about money, careers, childbirth, aging, parenting, diet, health, marriage, and relationships are illusions that are holding you back from living the life you desire? One of the first steps of unplugging from the illusions is to acknowledge that what you believe may not be true. Christine is a hypnotherapist, wellness practitioner, children's author and storyteller, and she will share stories and insights about unplugging from the illusions that may be clouding your life. You can connect with Christine at guidedmeditations.ca or kikiboo.com, pardon me, so that's K-I-K-K-Y-B-O-O.com. Christine is so much more than just what what I've read to you there, so I'm just going to give you a little bit more bio about her. Christine started unplugging from conventional thinking as a little girl. She married as a teenager, she married her and continued to grow and evolve and create the life they desire. Mother, wife, restaurant owner, hypnotherapist, ESL teacher, author and storyteller, her book of life still continues to be a page turner. A home in Alberta and a home in Ontario she calls both home. She still teaches in Turkey a couple of times a year and now sees opportunities to grow and share wherever she is in the world. Most commonly asked question for Christine, where are you now? 
Christine, welcome to the show. I'm so happy to have you with us. Thank you for having me here. It's a pleasure. You're welcome. Wow, that's I've even learned I've known you for I don't know how many months now and I learned a couple of things about you. So that was fun reading that. So so where in the world are you today? Today I am in Fort McMurray, Alberta. Wonderful. So all of our Alberta listeners can give her a high five if they're out there. That's awesome. Yeah. So you recently? No. What's the temperature today? Well, it's raining today. Oh, it's raining today. Yeah, it's interesting. It's 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 cold here, but it's it's not snowing and wasn't very sunny. But hopefully, we'll get a little bit of sun coming across Canada very very soon. So, Christine, where would you like to start with the illusions? Where did you start noticing that things didn't seem right to you? Oh, I have to tell you, right as a little kid, I mean, I mean, we all like to think we're rebellious as as little kids, and we don't like to do things the way other people do. And I just, I just noticed that I was really different. I mean. Whenever all the other little girls had, you know, little dolls, I had, like, a monkey that was as ugly as all get out. But, you know, I just thought that was a lot more fun to play with. And, you know, I didn't, it's like, oh, Christine, you're supposed to like dolls. It's like, no, I don't have to like dolls. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> it just started right right then and there when I was just my earliest memories. And I just also love to... Uh, learn things and say things and watch people's behavior. I mean, it was enter- a form of entertainment for me even at age 10. Really? Yeah. That that's that's pretty early. What what did your what did your parents think of you? Um, even to this day they're like, "Oh, that's Christine." <laughs> or if they see something really unusual, even now at family get-togethers if there's an unusual dish that's brought to the potluck they're like Christine what's in that what's in it I'm like I don't know it's like why do you think I made it it's like it looks really weird they say <laughs> so <laughs> so if it's, it's Christine yeah yeah pretty much all my choices um yeah have been completely different and I just thought I don't have to do the way things things the way people say they are because that mm-hmm. might not be true and I didn't even realize mm-hmm. I was making the choices at the time until later. So were you at all intimidated when people would say these things to you? Oh, like as sometimes. a young child? As a young child, mm, probably. I mean, on and off, but you still want to do what you want to do, right? But as a very mm-hmm. young mother, I was really affected by some of my older relatives telling me that, you know, the way I was parenting my son would, you know, have them in jail at some point. And uh, I can tell you my boys have never been in prison. And, uh, yeah, I just was a radically different parent, and I did some courses with Barbara Caloroso, you know, at, when I was young, and she's all about yes. choices. And yes. so that was it was radically different. And, uh, huh. yeah, That's... they turned out to be fine young men, so... But yeah, those things did affect me, some of my my decisions to not parent as I've seen. Right. Did you notice when you were growing up, Christine, that there were other children around that were a little quote-unquote weird like you? Not many. 
No. No? Not, hmm. not, not many. No. You know, um, you're aware that I'm in, I, I'm an Access Consciousness Certified Facilitator. Mm-hmm. And one of the one of the big things that we talk about is uh, oh, many of us that are in access are considered weird or were, were considered weird as children. And it's interesting because many of us, um, when we've come together to talk, have shared that, you know, we were considered weird or we felt weird, but we didn't kind of let on to anybody that that's how we were feeling or received things differently. Did you share it often or did you hold it within? Well, I definitely held it in, but I was still defiant in my behavior. But I definitely would, I mean, there were different times to really try to fit in it. It would always feel so wrong. Mm-hmm. For example, with clothes, I've never really cared about what I wore, you know, and then to try to, you know, fit in and wear those clothes when really I never cared less. I mean, it's clean, it's comfortable, it's warm, I'm okay. Right. So you, so it wasn't important for you to be like everyone else? No. No, Wonderful. not at all. So what was the uh, what was the biggest challenge for you when you were... Uh, when you were young, you you said you were you were fine with being a bit of a rebel. I think just the questions and are you sure this is okay or um, you know I would be told you can't do that or that doesn't work that way. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, especially you know being married so young, like I was a teenager, so I lived a very mm-hmm. different teenage life than other people, and I know it was in eighties the early 80s, and it was really a difficult time with the economy, and Mm -hmm. I thought about getting a job in a factory, and I had a little baby, and um, my father told me, you can't do that. You can't work full-time. Like You won't be able to do it. It's too much, and I'll Mm -hmm. tell you, I sure, I worked full-time for a year and a half, and uh, (laughs) got ourselves into a better place. And, right, and I did it very well. So, so when your father, when your father brought this um, forward and said that you couldn't, did it spark something in you that said, "Watch me"? Oh, definitely. Yeah. Yeah. Watch me. It, here I go. <laughs> yeah, it's interesting because in Access, you know, Gary Douglas, the founder of Access Consciousness, talks about. Um, how he perceives there's two different species on planet Earth, and one is and one is humanoid, and there's not not one is not right or wrong, they're just different. And um, humanoids are the ones that are considered weird on Earth, so you would be considered a humanoid, as am I. And one of our traits is tell us we can't do something, and we will do it. It's it's real. So if anybody's listening and they have a child who continually does that, perhaps don't keep saying they can't do it. <laughs> no, yes, definitely. You're, you have um, two children, yes? Yeah, two boys. Mm-hmm. Two boys. Oh, I'm very proud of um, you, <laughs> That's wonderful. Are either of those boys humanoids to your knowledge? Yeah, I'd say both of them are. Is that right? They're completely different, but yes. And did they I mean, exhibit any of these behaviors that you did when you were little? 
Uh, yeah, there was one time my youngest son, I really remember in, I think, grade 8, grade 7 or 8, he announced to me that he wouldn't be wearing clothes that made billboard for another company. So he wouldn't be displaying a company. And he's like, I'm not, you know, supporting them by wearing their labels. And he said, I'm oh buying God. into the system. And when he said, I'm not buying into the system, I didn't yes. laugh. But I'll tell you, I was so proud. It's like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that is fantastic. That yeah, is truly so. fantastic. He was maybe ahead of his time. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, buying clothes was really difficult for him for a while. But I just was so thrilled when he said, I'm not buying into the system. Right. I don't have to look and like everyone else. Right, and that's kind of like the illusions that we that we're going to be talking about, right? It's 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 what we're being fed and and how these things are illusions in our life, right? Yes. Yeah. You know, then I I was this way, like this was my personality growing up and seeing how I could make different choices, but then you know, there was a time when I really noticed that some people had the ability to make radically different choices to behave in ways that this that the situation dictated. So mm-hmm. other so I started trying it out myself and observing the outcomes. And it was like a secret experiment I did for years. And I was so excited to witness the fallout, to witness how people would react just because I changed my behavior. And at first it was like a curiosity, and then it became a habit, and now I can't imagine cheating my behavior. And I'll tell you, I'm not perfect by any means. If I'm sleep-deprived or right. I'm not well, I, I could react. And it doesn't mean that I'm nice all the time, but I'm really conscious of choosing my behavior. Right. And watching some of these people who really admired, you know, com- act completely differently than what you'd think they would, was mm-hmm. such an inspiration to me. That's very cool. Well, listen, we're going to take a quick break, and when we come back, we're going to jump right in and get... I think you have a story you're going to share with us. I'm I'm excited to hear about this because I haven't heard about this story. So if you're listening live, you can call in and ask Christine a question directly. In the U.S., call 815-880-8255, or in Canada, 613 or you can Skype us at a2n.fm. You can also connect with myself at christine at inspiredchoices.ca or on Facebook. And we will be right back. Many of us make choices in our lives based on the past or what others think. What would our lives be like if we made our choices based on what we desire in this moment? By tuning into Inspired Choices Radio Show with Possibilities Coach Christine McIver, you'll receive tools and inspiration you can use to do just that. You are an infinite being with infinite choices. Are you ready to create the life and living you truly desire? Listen for Inspired Choices Radio Show. What would you say if I told you that you could change your life in only one hour and all while lying down relaxing? Thousands of people all over the world have. What am I talking about? It's called Access Consciousness The Bars. 
The Barnes is an energetic body process that contains 32 different points on your head that when run assist you in releasing decisions about any area of your life that you have made solid and as a result cannot change. The Barnes is the first class in access consciousness, a dynamic set of tools and information designed to transform any area of your life. When you have a Barnes session, the worst that can happen is you feel like you had a fantastic massage. The best thing that can happen is your whole life could change. Go to accessconsciousness.com today to find a facilitator to schedule a private session or to find a boys class in your area. Are you willing to give yourself an hour to change your life? This is Inspired Choices Radio Show with Possibilities Coach Christine McIver. To participate in the program today, please call toll-free in the US 815-880 8255 talk or canada 613-800-8736 or you can skype us our skype name is a2zen.fm you can also make the choice to ask or comment by email by sending to christine at inspiredchoices.ca now back to the program Welcome back. You're listening to Christine McIver, and we are talking with Christine Claus Noble. And our topic today is clearing the illusions that may be clouding your life. So before we went to break, we talked about you possibly sharing a story with our listeners today. Is this uh, is something you're ready to share now, Christine? I am. Okay, yes. so set it up for us. Okay. So, I mean, the reason I'm telling you this story is because it really helped me shift my whole thinking. And uh, so I'll just get right to the story. Excellent. So I was, we had two little boys, my husband and I, and we decided to get a dog. And we got a German Shepherd, a female, and we named her Bryn. Now, Bryn was a very planned event in our life. Her daycare, her training... It was a joyous time to have this puppy. And as she grew, we, after about a year, we bought our, our dream house in the country. And uh, there was one day I was hanging up the clothes on the line, and Bryn was out by, by where I was. And uh, the boys weren't home, and my husband was puttering around. And it was just a beautiful day. And I, I looked up, and I noticed that a flock of swans what I thought were swans, I was from the city, were flying overhead. They were white geese. And I was like, wow. And then they landed in the field. And I was just going to go in to tell my husband about these swans that were geese. And I heard a great big bang. Well, Bryn crossed the road to see them as well, and she was hit. Now, she was laying at the side of the road, and the man pulled over, and she, my husband came out, and uh, they picked up Brynn and put her in the back of our truck. Now, it became very clear that she wasn't going to make it. And so she she died almost on the spot. So I was crying in my husband's arms. He was holding me. And the man said, I'm sorry, Um I'll, I'll get in touch with you tomorrow. And I said, no, no, don't be sorry. It's all my fault. Um, Bryn is my responsibility, and I was negligent in taking care of her. 
and I will pay for all your expenses, and I'm really sorry this happened. It's my fault. And through my tears. So I remember him walking back to his car and stopping to look at us, and, you know, it was just, I was really losing it. So the next day I can't go to work. I'm really upset, and uh, the boys stay home from school. And so we just phone call, and it's the man from the day before, and he says, I'm going to come and see you. And I said, okay, um, you know, he told me the time. And we had a mud room that was sort of separate from the house. And uh, I said to the boys, I said, when he comes, let's stay upstairs. I'm going to give this man a check, and that's it. Like, please don't say anything to him. And so when he knocked on the back door, I was at the in the mud room with my checkbook and pen in hand, and he opened the door, and I said, um, how much do I owe you, sir? And he said, well, I need you to come to the car. I said, well, I really don't need to see the damage. Um, I'm going to trust that you'll be fair, and just, just tell me the amount, please. And he said, no, I really need you to come to the car. Well, I just, I lost it. This man stepped in, and he, he was hugging me, holding me as I'm crying in his arms. And he said, I just need you to come to the car. So I walked out to the car. He opens the back seat, and there's a three-month-old purebred German Shepherd, a female. Now, a three-month German Shepherd is a pretty big dog. So he's holding her, and she's licking the tears off my face, and he's licking the tears off of off of his face. And the boys are out, and we're all four of us are crying and enjoying this beautiful dog in the laneway. Now, I would never you know, suggest that anyone should get a dog to replace a dog, you know, but just under that circumstances, I, I couldn't say no, especially with my boys with having this dog already in their arms. So, I mean, he kept in touch with us a little bit, and I was so in awe of the whole experience. Like, it seemed surreal. I mean, Normally, this man would have every right to be angry with me. I mean, his vehicle was fairly damaged. He had a very expensive car. And he had every right to demand that I pay the damages because this was my responsibility and I, w I neglected my responsibility. And yet, he was so kind to go out and pay $500 for this pure German Shepherd. And the ripple effect, I mean... Um, people around us, our family, we just couldn't believe that somebody could be so kind when really I had caused him inconvenience and probably, you know, some definitely some uncomfortable feelings of going through of hitting a dog. Mm -hmm. And um, so, I mean, there was just a huge ripple effect that I could see that he really chose his behavior in a way that was for the highest good for everyone. Hmm. He didn't think about the money or the damage. And, I mean, it changed how we lived our life. I mean, not immediately, but within the weeks that came as we bonded with this dog named Cole, as we bonded with her, and it really set in about his, gen his generosity and kindness. And... It even changed how I, I owned a restaurant at the time. It even changed how I 
was with my staff and business and just doing really good things for other people. You know, it's the ripple effect. Mm-hmm. And in that, when I was feeling really good about doing good things later on, I'm like, this is success. Success isn't working 80 hours a week and trying to get ahead. These feelings that I was feeling from helping other people and mm-hmm. from having a better life really totally redefined everything I thought at that time. Now, I mean, I was already very different, but this was another step, a big step, mm-hmm. to really having a new way to see things. Mm. With more compassion and empathy and understanding and non-judgment. I mean, this man didn't judge me to be a bad person. Mm-hmm. That is a That is an absolutely beautiful story. And I'm sure that many of our listeners can relate to having lost a dog, oftentimes, um, by, you know, something on the road. I mean, growing up, I certainly, we uh, had many dogs. They usually ran off with the, the and maybe got caught by the, the foxes or the something else in the bush, you know. Mm-hmm. But But losing an animal as a child can really have a, a deep impact on you. Um, but as someone who felt deeply responsible, I'm sure that that spoke to you with this man's kindness. Mm-hmm. It, it, when someone does touch our lives in, in, a, in a way that is completely unexpected, in a way that is not the norm and not even the way that we would define generosity in this in this reality, when someone really touches us in such a profound way, it it can't help but have an impact, a lasting impact on our lives. Is Cole mm-hmm. still with Is Cole still with the family today? No, no. This was a long time ago. I think she's been gone for oh, probably nine, ten years. Right. Yeah. That's that's an amazing story. Tell us a little bit more about the illusion. So that was your illusion around what you could expect in a situation and how that changed the way you saw success. Tell us the way that you see um, the illusions that we have uh, in all the other areas of our lives, like in money and, and careers and childbirth, as you were talking about. Yeah, some of the illusions. I mean, for instance, I was... Um, hypnobirthing practitioner and I was teaching hypnobirthing and mm-hmm. you know through one of the big illusions we get plugged into as women is how childbirth is from you know you see all the horrible shows um, of women screaming and swearing and scratching up their, their husband's arm or you know <laughs> you mean that's not right that's not good <laughs> I mean there's other ways and I've seen it over and over again. And, I mean, I've seen women um, laughing and having a drink of water in between a contraction and just easily birthing their baby. Mm-hmm. I've seen women in complete bliss while they're in labor. And that's so different from my own experience, but... They unplugged from the old experiences and created their new experience. 
Mm. I mean, I had one woman send me a beautiful picture of her birthing time, and uh, her husband was uh, in the... She had a hospital birth, but her husband was in the bed with her, and she was sitting, leaning against his chest. And so the picture, you know how you're scrolling down, and I see her, she's looking up at him, and he's kissing her forehead. Mm. And you scroll down, and you think, oh, I wonder how far she is. And uh, she's actually crowning her baby, and they birth that baby together just with the midwife watching. And... I mean, you can see, you could feel the essence of love and joy and, you know, all of these other wonderful feelings and emotions about bringing this baby into the world and into their family. And I've seen that. That's not like something rare that I've seen. I've seen it over and over again. Mm-hmm. So, you know, if you think that you know what exactly what childbirth is from the media or from your parents, in your moms, your sisters, your aunts, your friends, it may not be your experience. Mm-hmm. And, you know, because you, you can see and hear so many other experiences. So just to be aware that, you know, that may not be the truth. You or know? your truth. Right. Right. That so, can be somebody else's experience, but it not may not be your experience. But if right. you get really plugged into this is the way it is, then yes. usually you will have that experience if that's what you believe in. But if you can believe that you will have a different experience and look into that and how do you want your experience? Right. You know, we say in hypnobirthing, if it's not what you want, then don't go there. So let's talk about the birth that you want. Right. Um, one of the accesses, uh, very big things that they talk about and, and something we've heard in, in other modalities as well, is our reality, our, sorry, our perspective creates our reality. Mm-hmm. So the way that we look at things and the way that we choose, and I, I'm always saying, you know, you're choosing this, I'm choosing this, we've chosen that. Um, not good, not bad, we've just chosen something. The way that we choose to look at something is what we end up creating. So we're going to, I love this conversation because we're talking about choices and that's my favorite thing. <laughs> but we're going to go for a quick break, Christine, and then we're going to come back and we're going to ask you some more questions. For anyone that is interested in getting in on this conversation, you can call us at 815-880-8255 in the U.S., Canada, 613-800-8736. So you can Skype us at a to zen.fm. Or you can connect with Christine at guidedmeditations.ca, kikiboob.com, or myself at inspiredchoices.ca. So stay tuned, and we'll be back in just a moment. Many of us make choices in our lives based on the past or what others think. What would our lives be like if we made our choices based on what we desire in this moment? By tuning into Inspired Choices Radio Show with Possibilities Coach Christine McIver, you'll receive tools and inspiration you can use to do just that. You are an infinite being with infinite choices. Are you ready to create the life and living you truly desire? Listen for Inspired Choices Radio Show. What would you say if I told you that you could change your life in only one hour and all while lying down relaxing? Thousands of people all over the world have. What am I talking about? It's called Access Consciousness The Bars. 
The Barnes is an energetic body process that contains 32 different points on your head that when run assist you in releasing decisions about any area of your life that you have made solid and as a result cannot change. The Barnes is the first class in Access Consciousness, a dynamic set of tools and information designed to transform any area of your life. When you have a Barnes session, the worst that can happen is you feel like you had a fantastic massage. The best thing that can happen is your whole life could change. Go to accessconsciousness.com today to find a facilitator to schedule a private session or to find a Barnes class in your area. Are you willing to give yourself an hour to change your life? This is Inspired Choices Radio Show with Possibilities Coach Christine McIver. To participate in the program today, please call toll-free in the U.S. 815-880-8255, TALK, or Canada, 613-800-8736. Or you can Skype us. Our Skype name is a2zen.fm. You can also make the choice to ask or comment by email by sending to christine at inspiredchoices.ca. Now, back to the program. Okay, we are back with Christine Claus Noble talking about clearing the illusions that may be clouding your life. Now, Christine, before we get back into that conversation, I was wondering if you could share with our listeners a little bit about what some of the things that you do, and we've given out two website addresses for you, and I'd love for you to explain a little bit about that, because they're probably wondering, what's that all about? Well, I, I'm a hypnotherapist, and uh, through being a hypnotherapist, I help people unplug from um, stories that they've created or that have been created for them to, you know, move into a life they want to live. And I also... Um, because I live all over the place now, uh, instead of having an actual practice, I have a guided meditation website. Mm-hmm. I also work occasionally from Skype. But, uh, yeah, so guidedmeditations.ca is um, where I have my meditation. And uh, my hobby used to be telling stories. And... Now I've made those stories into children's books. I'm published. I have four children's books. And Kiki Boo Books is the name of the publishing company. Mm-hmm. And uh, that's sort of taken over what I'm doing now is, uh, is the children's books. So I get to dress up as a storyteller um, with really cool jewelry and uh, <laughs> pretty dresses. <laughs> and I go into... Um, Library, schools, and hospitals, and I tell stories to children. Wow. So, and what age are the children that you're usually reading to? At, here in Canada, generally um, JK to grade three or four. And if I'm teaching overseas, if I'm telling stories overseas, um, because the books are also excellent for teaching English, mm-hmm. uh, then it's usually five to twelve. Okay. So so the books are mainly, because um, I've just popped over to the website, it says Learn English Kids. So it's about teaching children uh, to speak English and read English? Well, yes. I mean, they can be used for that. Um, they're fabulous for an English teacher. If, if you're teaching ESL in China or Japan or anywhere else in the world, these books make you look like a hero in the classroom. 
they're great for that. Wonderful. Um, the, uh, I mean, I sell them here in Coles as well. Um, right. So but they're they good got- anywhere, but I do I do sell them overseas and to teachers who are teaching overseas. Hmm, that's wonderful. That's fantastic. Yeah. Oh. yeah, you're definitely jumping all over, creating all over the world, aren't you? One of my um, most popular books is uh, Ooga Booga, and it's about a little boy who scares people by yelling Ooga Booga, and really funny things happen. <laughs> and I mean, really funny things, like, you know, Nana jumps up and lands in the pond and ends up with a frog on her head, and somebody ends up with paint all over them or or bugs. Um, <laughs> and they always say, ooh, ee, yucky, I've got bugs on me or paint on me. And uh, Keith laughs so hard that he falls down or that he, you know, he turns red. And at the end, of course, he becomes scared and he learns that scaring people isn't nice. But uh, Ooga Booga is the one that I'd like to get on the Ellen DeGeneres show. So I have a, a, a YouTube video put out all my ch- all my students and uh, I even have Darth Vader on there asking Ellen to read the book. Really? All right. Yes. Anybody <laughs> listening? Let's promote that so we can get this wonderful lady on the intro. Wouldn't that be so amazing? Yes, please, Ellen. Please read Ooga Booga. That's what the children <laughs> say. So my and all of the characters are are members of my family. So Ooga Booga is my son, Keith, and there's a book, Terry Numbered, and that's my oldest son, Terry. And then I have my nephews, and Andrew, where are you, and can I please have a pet? So, <laughs> Terry Remembered amazing. is uh, something that we all need to remember, and it's Terry Remembered is about separating the behavior from the child. Mm. So um, in the book, this little boy, Terry, he sometimes forgets that he's good. And he behaves in ways that uh, aren't very nice sometimes, like he draws on the furniture and walls and on himself. And uh, his father comes in and says, uh, I don't always like what you do, but I always love you. Hmm. Every day in every way you are learning and growing and being the best you can be. And then Terry remembered, I am good. So as he grows and grows, different experiences happen. And at the very end, mm-hmm. the situation presents itself. And Terry, he remembers, I am good. <laughs> Isn't that interesting? That's, that's a wonderful book. Um, and and let's talk about the illusion of parenting. Oh, of being a perfect parent. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes. Show me that person's picture. <laughs> <laughs> what a mouse trap that is to say I sh- I want to be the perfect parent. Yes. Mhm. You know, and I mean, I definitely think we should think about parenting, but we shouldn't beat ourselves up. I mean, we do the best we can with what we know in that moment, and when we know better, we can do better. Absolutely. I mean, the the goal is is to, you know, if we know that we're having issues and we reach out for help from another parent or, you know, from a course or whatever, or perhaps reading a magazine, we can do that, but not to beat yourself up. I mean, our, our kids don't come with a book. 
No, they don't. But you know what they do come with? Their own brilliance. They do, yes. I I can remember as a young mother, and I was very young as well when my, my son was born, and I can remember looking at him and thinking, I hope I don't mess him up, and and also thinking, you know, what does he know? He's too little. And I've come to understand that these little beings may come in small pop bodies when they enter the world, but their beings are just as big and just as aware as you and I are, and maybe even more aware because they haven't picked up all of the judgments and all of the expectations that this world has embedded onto us. Yes. Yes. I uh, I see that even with my nephews now. I mean, I have some food insensitivities. I'm some food sensitivities that I sometimes ignore, and my nephew has the same ones. And he so clearly said to me at the table, "Tanta, why would you eat something that's going to make you feel sick later?" So like, brilliant. Uh, yes. Yes. Wow. That is fantastic. I mean, he, he's full of brilliance, that, that that little one. I mean, one time he was uh, picking out pieces of vegetables that I put into a soup, and I looked at him and sighed, and he said to me, Tenta, you wouldn't ever get mad at me if you only made things that I like. I'm like, brilliant. <laughs> That's so true. <laughs> That is, like, just listen to him. But it's yeah, that's true. so easy. It is. Yeah. It is simple. And we seem to complicate it so brilliantly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And what do you find is, is some of the reasons that the people that you've worked with complicate and get really sucked into the illusions? The illusions of the hyper-parenting, of having to do so many things and you know, constantly pushing our children to do more and more. I know there's a lot of stress, but what if it's not true that you have to do all of these things to make Mm -hmm. your children successful? And, like, what is a successful family? I mean, what if it's not true that your child will be more successful if they play 10 sports? I mean, yes, I'm being sarcastic, but... What if it's not true that you have to be busy all the time? You know, mm-hmm. that you're successful when you're busy. Well, what what if that isn't true? You know, everything that you feel that you have to do, I just encourage people to say, well, what if that isn't true? So just ask that question. Yes, what if it isn't true? What if you this isn't to, true? Have you ever had people say, well, you need to do blah, blah, blah? As a parent, you know, other parents or the school or your neighbors or your grandparents, you know, you need to blah, blah, blah. Well, what if that isn't true? What if that was true for them or what if that was true in that time? But what if it isn't true for your child? What if it isn't true for you as a parent? Yes. Can you make another choice? Absolutely. I used to let my children take some time off from school to spend with me because I was teaching them. I was teaching them things that they wouldn't learn in school. And there's nothing wrong with that, but I'll tell you, other parents, I t- you know, I had to ask them not to mention it all the time because um, I got some flack from some other parents and the teacher. Right. And and did you find that they were more in fear of, of them getting judged than you really what you were doing? Yeah, I think so. 
You know, and, and what about even following our own knowing? We're always looking outside. I know this was my experience, that always looking outside to see what the right thing is to do. What if we were just to begin to follow our own, own knowing? Yeah, that gut feeling that you know you're right, but what you feel you know is right is not is not what everyone says is right. It's not what society says is right. It's not the way things are. Mm-hmm. So we get so plugged into thinking that this is the way it has to be. Right. I mean, I have an example here where um, I decided, my husband and I decided to live lat, L-H-E. It means ling apart together. And I mean, you want to talk about confuse the family and friends. You know, <laughs> we're not living together, but we're married. And, right. you know, we had a rotation. You know, he was working in Alberta, and I had an active, busy practice in Ontario. And I would just, you know, cycle. I would come out, or he would come back to Ontario. And we did that for almost three years, and it worked fine. People say, you know, like, everyone thought we were on the verge of a separation or, or breaking up, and it's like, no, this is how we're choosing to live. We're living apart together. Mm-hmm. You know, And it worked and for you. It did. I'm not saying it works for, for everyone, but it did work for us. And it works for a lot of people. Right. So what if we're what I'm hearing you saying is if something doesn't feel positive, good, light, question it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Step back and question it. Yes, to say is this true? You know, I when we first, you know, when we were first doing it, it's like, you know, <laughs> people ask me like is he leaving you because he's moving out west? It's like, no, he's not. Well, how does that work for you? And I'm like, it does. It just does. You know, it's not how a marriage works. And it's like, that's not true. Mm-hmm. It's not true for me. You know? That's funny because, Christine, growing up in my family, my father had his own construction business. And it, he worked um, in northern Ontario and would go away for two weeks at a time. He would come home for a weekend and then be gone again for two weeks at a time. And this would go on for anywhere for six to eight months. And mm-hmm. and my mother said to me one time, now I'm the ninth of ten children if you don't already know that, and my mother said to me at one time, if your father had have been around telling me to do all of the time, I don't think our marriage would have lasted. Yeah. It was... It was really the idea that they were independent or interdependent, not they were independent in their relationship and their parenting in the the family. Mm -hmm. I'm not sure how they survived the other months of the year. (laughs) (laughs) It was definitely a time that, you know, people would look at women when they were by themselves, if they were married, and they would say, oh, she's having to raise the kids all alone, and from what my mother shared with me, she enjoyed it. Yeah, I, we really liked it. We liked our whole lifestyle. And, I mean, we didn't do that for the whole time, but, I mean, when it was right for us, it was right. Even right. though, you know, the comments or the suggestions, but we know it's right for us. Because you know, you know in your heart and you know in your gut feeling that this is the right thing to do at this time. Right. I mean, for me, it was the same when I was, when I was talking about publishing children's books, everyone was telling me how I needed to do it and how much it would cost and what I needed to do. And I kept thinking, well, 
this is how other people are doing it, but what if that isn't true? And right. I found a different way. And then I love it when people say, you can't publish four books, four children's books in one year. Well, yes, I can. <laughs> Why not? And they said, well, you have to find a publishing company. It's like, well, why can't I become a publishing company? And I did. I registered a business. I registered Kiki Boo Books. Mm-hmm. And so now I'm published under Kiki Boo Books, but I own that company. Right. So there was so many other ways, but you have to unplug from how people tell you or what's the norm. Right. Yes, because I knew and I absolutely knew that I could do it. Right. And what if you didn't even know and you just kept stepping into it, checking in on it, you know? Take the first step, take the second step, and just keep checking in. And if it, if it's not working, make another choice. Yes, yes. Instead of just talking about something all the time just to do it, just taking those steps and beginning. Right. Mm-hmm. And, and you know, finding, finding your quote-unquote peeps, people like yourself, myself, who say anything really is possible. You you yeah. can do something. Things were were created for the first time at one time by other people, ways of doing things. You know, the fact that you and I are able to talk across, you know, across Canada like you're sitting beside me having a cup of tea with me while we're on the internet and who's listening. I mean, 30 years ago, that would have been a joke. People would have said you're crazy. That would never that's never going to happen. And yet here we do here it we all are. the time. Exactly. Mm-hmm. It's a wonderful yep. world to create what we can create in questioning things. Mhm. Yeah. Truly, that's truly. So true. Yes, it's an amazing, amazing time that we're in. You know. So mm-hmm. I'd like to just uh, bring up all that I've learned and things that I've been through has really led me to redefine what success is. So when you unplug, you're where are you going? Like, what is success? Mm-hmm. So I remember my father saying, I hope you're a successful author. And I thought, well, what is, I asked him, I said, like, what do you think success is? He says, well, when you sell millions of books. And I said, well, that would be great. But what if I define success differently? And I've depicted all my family members. I've published four books. And I, I don't get me wrong, I have, have a good amount of sales. But I published four books on my own with nothing on my line of credit, nothing on my visa, and I really honored my family through there. I mean, that's a great success just in that. Mm-hmm. So and it's, I was successful it's, before I sold a book. And it's what success is to you. I think that's the biggest mm-hmm. message of all. Question something if it's not feeling right for you. Make some choices. And and define what the success of something is for you. Mm-hmm. Yes, I mean, where you live and how you live. I mean, sometimes we're plugged into, is this what I want? You know, the exactly whatever that is. But what if it's something different and that can be just successful? I mean, for me, it's not my house and the big car. For me, it's small and less. I'm a minimalist. So the less I have to take care of, the less. Stress I have in my life, and that's success to me. Yes, mm-hmm. you get to enjoy life instead of having to always work for all the things you own, or or all the things that own you. Yes, I have. So 
for me, adventure, travel, and freedom are my definitions of success. Perfect. How's it getting better than that? And reserve the right to change your mind on anything. (laughs) Always. You can make another choice every 10 seconds. One of my favorite rules with access consciousness is to make another choice every 10 seconds. You don't have to be locked into anything. And how much fun can we have when we are creating just in every 10 seconds? We don't have Mm -hmm. to get stuck with anything. Christine, I really enjoyed having this conversation with you and uh, sharing our thoughts and your wonderful story about your family and your dog and this this man who blessed your blessed your life what a what a wonderful story that was and it certainly and not an an illusionary story a real story that happened uh, i'm sure that our listeners uh, were intrigued by it as i was and also about the idea of of how we can choose differently and how we can create what works for us Thank you so much for for being on the line with me tonight. Well, it was a pleasure. Thank you so much for having me. Absolutely. So if you would like to connect with Christine, you can do so at www.guidedmeditations.ca and at kikiboo.com. So that's K-I-K-K-Y-B-O-O.com. And if you'd like to connect with me, you can do so on Facebook at Inspired Choices, Inc., on Twitter at Inspired Choices or at InspiredChoices.ca, which is my website. So I have some events coming up. If you're interested in learning more about Access Consciousness, I have a BARS class that's coming up in February, as well as a Foundation and Level 1 class. And last weekend, I had the pleasure of hosting Marilyn Bradford for Right Recovery for You, which is was an amazing event all weekend long. And we were talking about the the way that we can come out of judgment and it would have been right in alignment with what we were talking about tonight, Christine. If you're interested in getting the recordings from that weekend and learning more about how to come out of judgment, send me an email at christine at inspiredchoices.ca. So tune in next week where we're going to have another hot topic and see what else we can create as we move forward in this world. Until then, have an amazing week, everyone. Take care. Thank you for choosing to listen to Inspired Choices Radio Show. Christine McIver will return next Wednesday at 8 p.m. Eastern Time, 7 p.m. Central Time, 6 p.m. Mountain Time, and 5 p.m. Pacific Time on A2Zen.fm. We hope you'll join us. Until then, have the best week of your life by making the choices that bring you all that you desire.